for me, the number one thing I want to do is get these stories out there to inspire that next generation who are coming along. I can't wait to be funding their dreams. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hello again and welcome to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lepofsky, and today we're here to talk about women's leadership. And who better to join us to discuss this but the founder of SheEO, Vicki Saunders. Over the past 25 years, Vicki's launched many companies and programs and initiatives around the world, all with the goal of finding a pathway to a better world. One of the challenges that she's recognized is that women are significantly underfunded by current entrepreneurial models. So in the summer of 2013, Vicky ran an experiment where inspiring women CEOs were paired with female entrepreneurs to see if there was interest in an incubation program for young female entrepreneurs succeeding on their own terms. The success of the experiment led to the launch of SheEO, which was launched in 2015 to take advantage of women's economic and social power to radically transform the landscape for women entrepreneurs. Their goal is to raise a billion dollars of capital by 2020, by individual women contributing $1,100 each. They aim to grow the number of women involved from the current thousand to a million and the number of female entrepreneurs receiving loans from 10 now to 10,000 by 2020. Well, with ambitious and worthwhile goals like this, I'm honored to have here today an incredibly inspiring person. Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, before we roll and after that big long intro, I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. I have to know what leader has inspired you and why? You know, there's so many people that inspire me every day. I love being surrounded by anyone who has a dream that wants to make it reality. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Zita Cobb from Fogo Island Inn. I love what she's trying to do, which is like revitalize and create an economy, a local economy from scratch in Newfoundland on Fogo Island. It's a really cool story. Wow. I got to look that up. Yeah. That sounds really good. I had to ask you that because Your aspirations and your initiative is unlike anything I've seen anywhere before. This whole initiative you're heading up with CEO is really remarkable. And I got to tell you, I've got two wonderful teenage daughters. So this hits home for me. I'm excited and I'm fascinated by what you're doing. And I'd love it if you'd share a little bit more detail about CEO, the story behind it. Maybe tell us about you as well. What is it that has driven you so well with this? Yeah, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm totally and completely unemployable by anybody else. <laughs> I just, I love coming up with ideas and taking them to market. It's just amazing. And I love solving real problems. So in 1999, I had the first public incubator in Canada. So we were creating a new company every month, basically, and funding them and supporting them with our network. Out of the first 400 applications we had, only three came from women. And I thought, oh my God, I finally have this fund to start investing in amazing companies that are benefiting humanity. And I'm only going to be investing in guys, which, you know, is a bit of a downer for me. (laughs) So I thought, how am I going to find a way to get more women to apply? And so I've, I've literally been, I've spent the last 20 years trying to figure out this problem. Like, how do you solve this challenge of getting money into the hands of female innovators? 
Uh, and so it's been quite the journey. And, you know, fast forward to when the idea kind of came through, I was really struggling. Like one of the things that we have is we have all these amazing female innovators who can't get money because 4% of venture capital goes to women. And it's been like that for decades. It has not changed at all. In fact, the numbers are getting a bit worse. And it's partly because 97% of venture capitalists are men. And they invest in things that they know and understand and they see around them. And a lot of the innovations women are coming up with are different and they don't necessarily see the same problems. So I don't think we really solve this problem unless we get women to start investing and writing checks. And that's an uphill battle because we have, you know, different, I think we are much more risk savvy and we just don't bet it all on red in this giant casino that we live in. So I sort of stepped back and thought, how would you encourage women to come together to fund other women? And then crowdfunding emerged over the last few years. And this has just been a huge game changer. The ability to put in small amounts of capital, aggregate it together in support of a larger outcome. And so we came up with this model of 500 women contribute $1,100 each. It's an act of radical generosity. You do not get your money back. It's put into a pot and then it's loaned to five female entrepreneurs that are selected by the 500 women. So it's all done online. Women apply through our website. The 500 women who contribute capital are the voters. They identify the five companies and then they get a 0% interest loan, which they pay back over five years. And then the money's loaned out again. So it's not paid back to the end. It's paid back into the fund and then loaned out again. So the goal is to get to a billion dollar perpetual fund uh, as soon as possible. We're on track to hit that by 2026 at our current growth rate. So that's about nine years from now. We should have a billion-dollar fund and 10,000 female entrepreneurs funded every single year. This is incredible. I can't imagine there are too many bankers out there that are smiling at you, though, right now, because well, you're, you're helping out a whole bunch of people with 0% loans. Well, you know, it's interesting. We have a lot of uh, women who are in banking in our network who've contributed capital because they love this idea. You know, banking is being disrupted in a huge way right now. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the Bank of Montreal in Canada came in and supported this idea from the very beginning, covering our admin costs. I thought that was pretty enlightened. You know, when they heard what we were doing, they're like, you're doing exactly the opposite of what we're doing in many ways. Yeah. Uh, so we want to go on this journey to see how this works out. You know, everything's a bit upside down right now. You don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> And who's going to get behind these ideas? Well, that's pretty cool. It actually restores my faith in the banking industry. <laughs> this just has noble written all over it. Like I said before, I've got two teenage girls. I'm looking forward at the years to come for them, wondering what's going to happen in their future. And if they start coming up with great ideas that are going to take off like wildfire, they're going to need support in getting there. I haven't seen too many organizations like this. Is it becoming more common? I don't know anyone else who's doing what we're doing. This is designed, this is a very holistic design. So let's just talk about your daughters for a second. So we have activators. So we don't call you an investor in our network. We call you an activator because you're activating not only your capital, that $1,100 that you're putting in, but also your networks and your expertise and your buying power as customers. Women make 85% of purchasing decisions. If we decide to just become customers of the companies we pick, they're going to thrive. So we're using all these other forms of capital besides just money to make a difference. And so our activators in our network right now range in age from 12 to 92. So we have mothers, daughters, and grandmothers all in this network together supporting female entrepreneurs. And this is a cool thing. So I have two nieces. I have four nieces, but I have two of them who are uh, activators in our network. And I don't think either of them were really thinking about starting their own business uh, at this stage. But as they've come into this experience, 
gone online and look at the kind of companies that women are starting, what their dreams are, how they're doing. They're like, hey, these are really cool ideas. And then they're voting for those companies. And then they tell their friends about them. And maybe they become customers of them. And they're part of this whole experience. And it's give them a completely different understanding of what it's like to run a business and how to participate in that. And so they're now starting to dream about what they're going to do. Like, what kind of business am I going to start? It's like a business school meets a kind of investing club in a really cool new way where you're all part of the sisterhood, all ages and stages. What happens with the story as it unfolds for each one of the yeast participants in the program? Do you follow them and the people who supported them follow them? Yeah. So what happens is once they get their 0% interest loan every month, there's an ask uh, that goes out on email to the community. It's a summary of what each of the businesses most need. So they may need introductions to certain companies. They need some help with branding, some help with financials, whatever that is that goes out to the network. And if you can help, you just respond to that email and say, I can help you with that. And so there's every month, there's an opportunity for people in the network to sort of jump in and support. Essentially, if you're selected as one of the 500 companies, you all of a sudden have one of the five companies, you now have 500 women on your team. It's crazy. So if you're, if you're an entrepreneur that's just getting started, usually you're feeling pretty alone. You don't have a huge network yet. You're trying to figure out a lot of stuff. You have to do everything at once. And to be able to ask each month for support from people who have experience or, you know, all ranges of people, it's a pretty crazy thing. Right now, within 24 hours of the ask going out, these ventures get exactly what they need. So it's like an on-demand network. Well, it makes me wish I wasn't a man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I think guys are going to start copying our model pretty soon because it, you know, it's, we're still in the early days of getting started, but it is proving itself out. All of our ventures are growing rapidly, more rapidly than they thought they were. They feel like they're supported. You know, when, when a company gets selected, it's a bit overwhelming. One of our ventures said to be validated by 500 women just changes everything for you. You, you sort of, she's like, I feel like I'm 10 feet tall. You know, I have a bit more confidence as a leader and to know that all these people out there have your back and are behind you and wanting to support you is, is really, it's a game changer. So this has now been two years because it launched in 2015. Yep. Do you have any stories that you can share with us about where this has gone for some of the people who are involved? One of our companies is called Abego, A-B-E-E-G-O, and she sells breathable food wrap. This is a crazy thing. So right now when you wrap a, a cucumber or an avocado or something with plastic wrap, it immediately cuts off the air and the food starts to die. Yeah, it suffocates it, yeah. And so when you wrap an avocado, it turns brown almost immediately. When you wrap an avocado with a bigo, it's breathable. It's made out of beeswax. It's got jojoba oil in it. It's all natural. The, it stays green for four days in the fridge. Wow. When you wrap a lemon, it's like the same 10 days later. And so she just had this insight that food is meant to breathe. So this is like putting the rind back on the avocado or the lemon or cheese. And she has grown, uh, she's month over month, 500% uh, revenue growth from her first year after being in our network. She just hired three people last month, growing like crazy. She's exporting all over the world. That's one example. Another uh, woman invented a product called the Alinker, A-L-I-N-K-E-R, thealinker.com. And it is a rethinking of the walker and the wheelchair. She was walking through a park with her mom and her mom said, over my dead body, am I ever going to use one of those? <laughs> you know, you're sort of hunched over and we can, all of us who are aging can recognize this. We'd all say the same thing. And so as a designer, she stepped back and thought, how do I solve this problem? And the first thing is, as soon as you start to lose your mobility, you go down a level. So people look down at you. There's an immediate loss of dignity and 80% of people who've lost their mobility start to get depressed. So her number one thing was, how do I keep the seat up at a higher level? 
so that we're still at eye height. So you're looking me in the eye. And then the second thing is, how do I make it so cool that everybody wants one? And so it looks like a giant adult tricycle that you move with your feet. It doesn't have pedals. And she's expanding all over the world. It's a totally innovative product. And she calls it a vehicle for social change. So these are the kinds that we're looking for innovative companies that can spread around the world in our network. We, as you mentioned, we started a couple of years ago in Canada. This is born in Canada idea. And last year we expanded to the United States. And this year we're doing four countries, Canada, the U.S., New Zealand, and the Netherlands. And we have 150 regions around the world who have applied to replicate this model. So huge demand around the world from women to want to support other women. You'd have an amazing ability at starting things up, getting things going. Mm -hmm. But not only that, I'm looking at this entire thing thinking, this is logistically difficult. It takes a very talented manager, to, I'm sure at this point in time with your growth, a leader to be able to really get this sort of thing happening at the pace that it's going with the impact that it's having in the community around the world. Here's the other thing that struck me. You know the details of what's happening right down to the spelling of some of these funky product designs and names. Yeah. You know what benefits are actually happening for the end users out there. I'm truly impressed. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, first of all, I am so passionate about this and I'm clearly meant to do this work in the world. I love starting businesses. I have a ton of experience doing it in lots of different markets. And I also love telling stories. So this is like the perfect startup for me because every day I get inspired by these entrepreneurs and, and the success they're having and also the challenges they're facing. And I love connecting people and ideas together. So right now, I mean, it's sort of manageable. We have 1,500 entrepreneurs or 1,500 activators and 15 entrepreneurs in the network. I check in with every entrepreneur every month for 15 minutes to hear their stories, their challenges, et cetera. So the stories are fresh, but, you know, I will be buried by the end of next year <laughs> when we have, you know, 100 plus companies. I'm not going to be able to even remember all their names, I'm sure. So part of the thing that's cool about this, we only have a team of five people full-time working on this at CEO. Yeah. We're, we're a technology company that's designed to scale. So everything is done in the back end. Everything's done virtually and online. And yet we have all of these women activators who are so passionate, not only about the ventures, but about helping each other. They're starting to do offline events, barbecues, connecting with each other, talking about these ventures, helping each other. So we really have 1,500 women on our team. You know, like we're five people full time, but there's 1,500 women out there amplifying the story, talking about it, getting their friends excited, supporting these ventures. And each year that just doubles. So who knows what this really wants to be in the world. But right now it's, it's pretty fun to see the impact that we can have on these incredible companies. You know, I, I think that you personify the, uh, the title of this podcast, Inspiring Leaders. I think it was Steve Jobs said that he wants to put a ding in the universe. You're actually doing that. I think that you are changing the world for the better. I'm on the sidelines. I'm cheering you on. I can't contribute to this, can I? I can't put my $1,100 in. You know what you can do, Terry? You can actually <laughs> sponsor both your daughters to be in this network. How cool would that be? I think you've just given me a new purpose here for this week. I think to be part of this in some way, shape, or form and to help my daughters to see what it is you're doing would be something that would really motivate me for sure. I have a couple of questions for, if you don't mind, before we wrap up here today. What challenges do you see facing many of today's leaders? I Yeah, I think I'll just keep it general on this one. I'm, we are in such an unbelievable time. I, I talk about this all the time. Everything's broken. What a great time to be alive. You know, like I flip it into the positive. When I look around me, almost everything needs to be redesigned, right? Like we have, currently have five 
men who have the same wealth as three and a half billion people in the world right now. That's what our economic model looks like. And that's the result of a winner takes all model. When I started CEO, there were 85 people who had the same wealth as half the planet. Last year it was 62. Now it's five. We have to rethink our whole economy. So that's a massive, massive issue. And on top of that, you know, I think the mindset challenge is the greatest challenge we have. We have to move from this place of winner takes all to more collective economy. We're going from scarcity, like our whole economic model is based on scarce resources. And we're moving into this world where we have abundance. We have unlimited in, uh, information, unlimited access and connections to each other. Very soon, we're going to have unlimited energy when we start to really leverage so solar. So really moving to a different mindset is the biggest challenge that I see for men and women. It sounds like a philosophical basis for CEO. Absolutely, it is. Yep. Okay, here's my last question for you. What does inspired leadership mean to you, Vicky? Inspired leadership for me, first of all, I mean, you're inspiring when you're in your zone of mastery, when you're on purpose for what you want to be doing in the world, and you're leading with what I call radical generosity, the spirit of giving before receiving. That for me is what it means to be inspiring. I hear, I hear that word a lot uh, about our ventures. I was just in Mexico last week speaking to thousands of students who just graduated, telling the stories of each of our ventures and the problem they saw in the world and then what they did about it. When you're solving the thing that you're meant to be solving here and you're out leading and figuring out how to make it happen, which is a challenging thing, that's very inspiring to people who are, you know, dreaming under the surface. For me, the number one thing I want to do is get these stories out there to inspire that next generation who are coming along. I'm sure your daughters are thinking about something that makes them crazy in the world. And once that surfaces and you encourage them to dream about that, I can't wait to be funding their dreams. And there's lots of women out there that want to help them with that. Well, here's my prediction. I think anybody who gets involved with CEO or with you in some way, shape or form, they'll be better people for it. How can people get involved? Right now, we're in campaign in Canada, the U.S., the Netherlands, and New Zealand until October 31st. So if you would like to be, if you live in one of those regions and you'd like to be an activator and contribute your $1,100 to be part of this amazing network, we have an online community where you can connect with everyone who's in the network. You just go to our website at sheeo.world, S-H-E-E-O.world. And if you'd like to apply as a venture, if you have a company that has at least $50,000 in revenue, just go to our website, have a look at the application form. Super easy. Only 12 questions. You can apply starting on August 10th. Excellent. Listen, for anybody uh, who's tuning in right now and listening to this, scroll down on whatever device you are using. You'll see the show notes. I have links to all of this. I've got links to Vicky on LinkedIn, Twitter, to CEO. I've got it all there. So if you're looking for those links, you can find them right there. Vicki Saunders, thank you so much for being part of Inspiring Leaders, for sharing your ideas, your perspectives, your experiences, and for what it is you're doing with CEO. That was honestly incredible. Thank you very much. Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. And just a reminder to support us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud with your ratings and comments. That support is hugely appreciated. Until next time, take care, everyone.